Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We've shown we can do uh, we can do it. We can beat good teams, and um, that's why I have confidence in this group. Um, we just got to work. Um, just got to get back to work hard, and um, it's up to us now to uh, to get to uh, do good things. Well, here's hoping from a Sabres standpoint that uh, they embrace those words and find ways to do good things against a team that has points in 14 of their last 16 games. That would be the Toronto Maple Leafs coming in here at KeyBank tonight as part of Winterfest. Yeah, um, a beautiful uh, day here in Buffalo. The sun is out. There's uh, a blue sky, and that's kind of the approach that everybody's got to take now. I mean, it was not a good game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, but you get a uh, uh, kind of a do-over here. Um, two games before the Christmas break, and it is the Leafs and the New York Rangers, so they're two really, really tough challenges. The Leafs can definitely score Name me goals. one that's not a tough challenge. Uh, they're all tough challenges. Thank You're you. absolutely right. Uh, some are tougher than others sometimes. I don't uh, think so. I, 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 you just lost 9-4 to Columbus. No, tell I, tell I, me I, a tougher I, challenge. Yes, I totally can <laughs> appreciate what you're saying, but, you know, there's, there's teams and – um, that obviously presents bigger challenges, and, and the Leafs do present a big challenge with their offense. Uh, I mean, Austin Matthews Number two is offense fire. in the NHL. So, a wise goaltender of more than 500, no silver stick games played in the NHL. <laughs> Tell me how you prepare for such an offensive potential that is the Maple Leafs every night? Well, I mean, there's a couple of ways to look at it. One, you got to look internally. It doesn't matter that you're playing the Leafs? No. Why? Because the Sabres are creating their own wrongdoing uh, with their play, with their, mm-hmm. their coverage, with their puck management. And it's been like that in every game that has not gone well this year. First period against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you know, Columbus game. You look at some of the games this year that have not gone well, mm-hmm. you can point out to, you know, what the Sabres did wrong that led to the other team getting goals. Not yeah. so much, oh, you know what, they were so fast, and their power play moved the puck so well, puck so well and they were. They, it's all what they were doing. And so you look at the Columbus game, and you could easily say, okay, well, there were some really bad plays with the puck in the defensive zone that mm-hmm. led to multiple, multiple goals. And if you can take that away, um, you know, the game could be different. He still scored four goals, and I know score effect and it's 7-1 at some point and you're like okay like you're gonna you know play a little looser the other team doesn't pay attention to the details as much but you still score four goals in that game Mm -hmm. a team that is not scoring three on average this year where they were over three last year uh and closer to four 
you're you're saying, okay, you still got four goals, but why did you give up nine? It's because of the plays that you made with the puck in the defensive zone. So you look at the Leafs and you say, okay, yeah, second offensive offense in the NHL right now. But if you don't turn the puck over 15 feet away from your net, mm-hmm. you're not giving them that chance. If you don't just blindly throw it up the wall and then your coverage is, is not soft in front of your goaltender, then you have a... a, a a, a fighting chance every night to be able to say, hey, we can win this game maybe 3-2. We're not scoring five goals, six goals to win it 6-4. But maybe we can win it 3-2, and it all comes down to what you're doing, especially with the puck in your defensive zone. How do you look at it from Levi's standpoint? He's expected to go tonight. We spent most of last week uh, discussing his playing, his not playing, his run of 3-0-1 going into the last game, which, of course, you know, now, this is not to be cruel, but it, when, when the game goes so sideways like yeah. the other night, it's like all the recent numbers become a distant memory because that this is the only, you know, this is the fresh wound on the heels of, you know, kind of building yourself up. So I'm just wondering what you think he feels. Like, obviously, Don talked appropriately so about, look, the team was not – doing well in front of him so the change was made because of that more than anything but it's a weird situation in that you don't have the same results as you had in the previous games plus your partner in crime comes in and ends up feeling a similar fate yeah in lukanen giving up five and i just wonder what the you know again we're talking about a kid who's played less than 25 nhl games Every goalie goes through this. Every age bracket they're in, all the way through. But yep. I, I, like, I don't know. Like, what, what is, what is that feeling like? And and what do you know of Levi that makes you feel like, hey, this is, whatever. Like, I'm ready for tonight. You know. Well, I mean, there's two things. One, after the Columbus game, if you're Devin Levi, you probably go up to Lucan and you said, "Sorry, man," because yeah. it's almost not fair to Lucan. And he goes in for half a game, gives up five, takes the loss, and it it looks bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is a goalie uh, in in Lucanen that was back at over 900 of a safe percentage, right. and now he's back at 893 in one game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a problem. Uh, two, now you you had the little conversation with Don Granado. You probably sat down and had your conversation with assistant coach, goalie coach Mike Bills, and you're ready to go. It's happened multiple times. Levi dominated college hockey. But I know that there was moments last year in what was supposed to be the year where he was going to dominate even more Mm -hmm. that he got pulled and he had a bad game and he gave up five or six in a game and he responded, right? So you you go back into your automatic. You go back into, I, I, I know I'm confident in my own abilities. I'm in in the National Hockey League for a reason. Mm-hmm. I was on a run of 3-0-1 before that where I was playing really well. Uh, and really, when you look at the Columbus game, they had the fourth goal on the, on, you know, the two-on-one, the shot over the glove. Yeah, you, you know, it's a straight-on shot. There, there's not a pass before. There's not a, you know, it's a non-man rush. But other than that, the other three goals... You know, guy wide open in front of the net on the tap in after a rebound off the back end. Then Fintilli short side, like that's a that's a quick play. Uh, Marchenko between the legs. You're like, okay, that's the way it goes. Sometimes you you forget about it. And I think as a goaltender, you have to have this really um, almost like forgetting mind when it comes. Did you have to any tricks like that. though that you used to like snap yourself into a good place, or did you? Duffer, I don't or, remember. Or, or do you think like is there such a like 
do goalie coaches know, like, do they have a certain instinct that they always know something to say, something, I don't know, it's almost code. Jim Corsi you know would I mean? always like, say the same thing. He would say, but does that, is that, would, is that good for you, though? Like, But he would say this, you're good, just play, and you'll play good. That was a simple yeah, yeah. answer. Like, yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah. You're yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. Just play and you'll play good. Yeah. That was his thing. Benny Allaire in New York would only show you saves. Because we did video session right. the day before your next start. Mm-hmm. Every day before the next start or the morning of, if it was a back-to-back, we would do a video session. Mm-hmm. He would really show goals. He would show saves so that you have in your mind. And sometimes it would be, you made a save here, but that wasn't the right approach or you made a mistake. <laughs> but at least you're not... Looking at a goal and a red light. Did he really tell you that? Oh, yeah. Benny would always say, technical mistake, Marty. Technical mistake right here. You know know what I would do? I would would invoke the Glenn Hall clause and, like, you know, my job is to stop the first one. So you can just pipe down. I'm going to paint the barn and I'm going to miss training camp and I'm just going to show up when I'm going to show up. But if you don't stop the first one, you're in trouble. Well, Glenn Hall did most of the time. Yeah, I know. But so here's the thing. It's the rebounds that made him throw up before every game. You know, you have an incredible memory of a game that happened two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, 20 years ago. You do? No, you do. No, you do. You played it. No, no, no. No, I'm saying like right now. The internet is my memory. You know that, Okay, well, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm good with the computer too. But I'm watching Morning Skate this morning. I'm like standing off the side of the ice there and watching Morning Skate. I have totally forgotten about Columbus because I'm thinking, oh, look at look at this shot, look at this save, look at this pass, look at, I, that's my mind always worked that way. Okay. So it's not so much you have tricks. I think you build it over time, right? You're 14 years old and you're playing bantam hockey and you have a bad tournament, and then how did you respond the next weekend? Because mm-hmm. you have a good tournament, you have a good game, and then your well, you body. You flip the cassette over in the ghetto blaster. In the yeah. ghetto blaster, and you're like, we're going to listen to the B side today instead of the A side of uh, Master of Puppets, right? And right. That's what it and was. And maybe just a little louder. And so. maybe just a little louder, but uh, maybe you'll have, you know, Timmy O's in the morning instead of drive by McDonald's. That's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Love the minor hockey stories, but really, your brain and your body learns as you go through these experiences. Yes. And it always has to learn again at the next level. So you play Bantam hockey, maybe you figured it out at Bantam hockey, but then you play midget, and then you got to adjust a little bit different. It's mm. not the same challenge. It may be a little bit, uh, you know, harder to say, hey, I, I'll forget about last weekend. Well, you got to work harder. Junior is the same thing, college, minor league, NHL. So I think for Devin Levi in this situation, He's going to revert back to his preparation and practice, his video session, getting his routine, you know, and every because it's been working. Mm-hmm. And so one game can't take that away, but it's the NHL. And instead of playing, I don't know, instead of playing, you know, Harvard, you know, yeah. the next weekend, you're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're playing Austin Matthews. So that's the challenge that the NHL presents. You may want to forget everything that happened against Columbus, but you may be, you know, like kind of woke, woken up a little bit early in the game and saying, I better be good here because yeah. it is a bigger challenge. You a North Pole or South Pole guy? Well, I, I, I think I'm more of a South Pole guy. Really? Yeah. What does that even mean? Well, because, you know, visiting the North Pole, you'd be in the middle of the water or on some little piece of land here and there. Um, but the South Pole has, you know, Antarctica, and mm-hmm. there's actually life going on there. Yeah? Yeah. Temperature? Um, <laughs> is it colder in the South Pole? 
I'm going to say they're real close. I might have to phone a friend on this. Uh, I, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I've watched documentary. I watched, uh, you know, Planet Earth on the Discovery Channel, and when they do the uh, the South Pole I would canvas, thing, you know, it's... I mean, like, you are you can get the, all the stuff on Sabres Live at Twitter. You know, I'm free and clear of that this holiday season, thank goodness. Anyway, it's Winterfest. It's North Pole. Phoenix Copley will not be appearing tonight. Unfortunately, he's not only injured, but he's with the Kings, who are not providing the opposition tonight. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs. But Mr. and Mrs. Claus, Santa and Mrs. Claus, if you will, will be in in the concourse for photos tonight. Now, there will be two reindeer outside in Alumni Plaza before the game. Do, do we know which two? Uh, Blitzen and Rudolph. Okay, let's go with that. Uh, they'll be enjoying, as will you, concourse music provided by Vibrant Strings. We will have a station to write letters to the North Pole. Time is running out. Like, get those letters done. Express real mail. Quick. It Express goes mail. like yeah. in 24 hours. Holiday Craft Station in conjunction with the Buffalo Albright Knox Art Museum. Highmarks, again, providing some themed photo opportunities with some take-home prints available. It's a whole host of activities for the holiday season, if you will. And young Jack Quinn, of course, is a part of Buffalo's lineup tonight. This is a lineup that might in fact, feature Jeff Skinner and Jordan Greenway and is expected to have Ryan Johnson on the blue line and Devin Levi in goal. Jack, it's great to see you again. And uh, how are you feeling going into game two now based on, uh, I don't know, I'm assuming releasing a lot of pent-up energy on the other night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I'm excited uh, to play again. Obviously, it was great to get back in the lineup and get the first one out of the way and um, hopefully build on it. Were you thinking about it a little bit during the game? Like, it's it's got to be natural that sometimes you may want to put on the brakes and you're like, or change quickly direction, and you're thinking, uh, you know, I haven't done that yet in a game situation. Was, did that cross your mind? Uh, no, not really. I oh, think. good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have crossed mine. And yeah. when I watched you, it crossed mine a little bit, but I, I, I want to see your point of view, so that's good. I would say, uh, like, earlier on in the rehab, there was a lot more of that. And, okay. Um, at this point, it's kind of it's all gone. There's no hesitation. So, um, some nerves before the game, but I think once uh, the puck drop, you kind of get into that mode and forget about everything. What about feel for the game? How did it change as it went along? Because obviously, I can't even imagine the hours you actually put in on the ice and rehab, where you feel probably normal, but then you need to feel it in a true game situation. Yeah, I think it'll uh, it'll keep getting better and better for me. But I did notice it. Uh, I felt better as the game went on. The mm -hmm. second half, the second and third, I thought I uh, was a little more comfortable. So um, took a little bit, I guess. Was it a 10-step rehab? Like, was it a 15? Like, what was the, the steps going from the injury? We were on our way to Nashville for the draft when we all found out, right, yeah. that you had gotten hurt. And so what were the steps? And was there some of those steps that were a lot harder mentally physically than others yeah i would i kind of broke it into three steps the first two months uh, i was in the boot and uh like not walking at all so that yep. that was probably the hardest part just not being able to be active whatsoever and um a lot of uh down days i guess uh months two to four was kind of uh all rehab in the gym uh starting to walk again at, at the two-month mark um by four months kind of walking normal again and uh starting to work out in the gym and months four to six uh, start skating and ramp it all the way up to where we are now. Uh, the the whole like not walking for two months. Did you? Because I remember back in the days of guys had lower body injury, they would sit on the uh, the arm bike and kind of get their heart rate up. Were you able to do any of that, or it was nothing at all? 
Uh, yeah, I was able to do a little bit of that upper upper body workout. Okay, yeah. so but nothing lower body. Nothing obviously. lower body. Yeah. How would you say um, you feel head to toe now after going through this, you know, exhaustive rehab process? But do you feel different in other areas where it can have a more pronounced impact this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about if it'll have a better impact, but I think it gave me an opportunity to work on some other stuff and learn a bit about my body and uh, kind of restore some movement patterns that maybe uh, they're probably better now than they were before because I had a chance to focus on them. What about watching the games, either on TV and watching Duffer and I analyze uh, between the intermissions? Uh, Mute. Well, no, <laughs> it's like... Let's see what these guys are saying. I really want to know. Uh, and uh, maybe from the press box, uh, sitting with the coaches in, on meetings, did you learn other things in that side of, of being you know, on the outside watching what's going on? Yeah, a little bit. I think you pick up bits and pieces as you go. But, I mean, I'm, I'm watching hockey all the time anyway, even when I'm playing. Yeah. So um, there's not a huge difference there. No. What are you seeing around the league? Obviously, Toronto's in tonight. Matthews is on fire again. Um, but what else have you noticed and perhaps enjoyed to a certain extent watching around the league this year? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. A lot of teams are playing well. I like watching Toronto. Matthews and Marner I like a lot. So mm -hmm. um, I'll watch a lot of their games. What about the shot? Like, uh, you know, you, you, you skated a lot, obviously got back into shape. But did you dump 100 pucks on the ice and continue to shoot, continue to work on the shot? You got a great shot. You're a goal scorer. But is there something that you try to maybe incorporate into your shooting arsenal right now to use in the game? I definitely worked a lot on my shot. Yeah, I don't know if I, I could tell you I you know, added a bunch of new tricks or anything, but just perfecting kind of um, what I like to work on, what I, what I think works to score goals. Um, a lot of time when I couldn't be on the ice, I would, uh, was able to shoot in the shooting room, so yeah. put a lot of hours in there. Wow. What, uh, what worked well uh, and best for you as a trio with Cousins and JJ last year? Well, I think there's a lot of chemistry there, um, a lot of uh, – a lot of speed. Uh, JJ and Kazi are both really quick, and I think uh, we were just able to play with a ton of pace, and kind of uh, that was a key to our success. We kind of just took it to teams with our, with our pace, and we were able to get pucks back and kind of all over them. It felt like when we were playing our best. Are you happy or excited or, uh, I don't want to say jealous because that's not the thing, but, uh, you know, to see JJ have the start to the season that he's having. He's got 12 goals, and, you know, you guys – Went through the steps going to Rochester and then Buffalo and now, you know, continue on. So uh, how excited or happy are you for the success that J.J. has on the ice? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're obviously uh, really close friends, so I'm always rooting for, for his success. And uh, I don't think it's a huge surprise to a guy like me who has played with him for a couple of years now and, and knows how good he is. So I think... Uh, kind of knew in my head he was going to have a great start. Um, I, I just want to bring up this goal. When he had the breakaway and the puck went behind the net and then he shot it off the goalie and it went in, like from behind the goal line. Yeah. Um, often that's something that you talk about on the bench or during practice. Hey, you know what? Like, try that shot. Is, is this something you've seen him do before? Because I was like, I love that play. I think it's a smart play. A guy that's below the goal line, quick play right off the goalie's back or you know, pads and, and in the net. Do you guys ever discuss some of those moments in games and goals like that? Um, I don't think that's uh, one you really discuss. I feel like that's more of like a like a goal scorer's knack. Like yeah. you always wanting to score, so you're gonna you're gonna try from anywhere kind of thing. And I've seen him do that a lot. Usually he's he's coming around with speed. He banks it off 
off the helmet or something mm-hmm. um, from the blow of the goal line. But that one, I think he just missed the breakaway. The puck was still loose and saw the opportunity to bank it in. Is there a different pressure coming in at this point in the season based on having seen the guys struggle to find the consistency in the overall team game so far? Uh, pressure for me? You're yeah, just because it's, you know, you're walking into a situation where the guys have had a real challenge. You know, it's like, do you, obviously you try not to, but do you sense that it's just different right now, a different vibe than maybe how last year ended? Well, I think there's pressure on us on a team, uh, pressure on us as a team to kind of climb out of the, the hole we're in right now and start mm-hmm. playing well. But I don't think it changes much for me. I mean, I'm just going to come in and try to play my best, whether we're first in the league or where we are. That that doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. Anything you uh, advised on with Zach Benson, being that he's so young, and you were, you know, 19 years old when you first appeared in in Rochester, and uh, you know, any anything that you could maybe relate to him or help him in his transition from junior hockey to pro hockey? Uh, I don't think he really needs much help right now. <laughs> he's, he's a really good player, super smart, and I think he's uh, way ahead of where I was at 18, that's for sure. Is it the edge that he plays with that impresses you? The fact that he's kind of like... Or the, the amount of penalties he takes yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and draws? <laughs> yeah, there's a few things. I, I mean, I think it's impressive that he, he gets to the net and gets to the inside the way he does. Yeah. Uh, I think that's tough for anyone, and he's he's doing it at 18. Hey, who are you kind of leaning on the most through this long process, which I can't even imagine, you know, what what it does to you just to try to have to take that long path back after you'd carved out such an incredible year last year. Um, who, who were the people that were really kind of guiding you, either internally here with the Sabres or outside? Well, I think my family first, uh, my parents, obviously, especially the it happened in the summer, so I was at home and um, kind of just alone with them. And um, then when I got here, uh, Samuelson's, you know, is waiting for his house to be built, so he's been living with me the, the past few months, so we've had a great time together. Nice. Oh, Sammy, Sammy, always the voice of reason. Yeah, I exactly. like that. <laughs> um, okay, I, I remember when I broke my collarbone, um, and I remember coming off the ice and just just sitting in, you know, the trainer's room and, and kind of staring into nothing. Like, that first few moments after your injury, what went through your mind, and how did you... Like, how did you feel at that moment, knowing that, you know, you probably knew that was something that was going to be significant? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I, I think uh, you might have mentioned a little bit, but just kind of disbelief. You don't really know what to think. I mean, uh, I kind of knew right away what had happened and just couldn't really believe it, to be honest. Like, uh, that kind of injury and just a, just a summer training workout, it's not something you would ever expect. So, um, definitely tough to deal with. Will you be like Marty Brother when Marty, well... You never got to play against him, but you know who he is. He never really worked out, right? He was not- notorious for never working out. And one summer, he's getting older, and he's like, I should really work out. And he got in pretty good shape, lost some weight. He's a little heavier as a, as a goalie and lost some weight. And, and then a month into the season, he ripped his bicep, and he goes, I'm never working out again. Did you did that cross your mind said, I'm never working out again. I'm not going in the gym. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little more skating instead. <laughs> Any good Chris, uh, Christmas gift exchanges uh, going on behind the scenes yet that uh, we don't know about? Not yet, not yet. We'll keep you guys updated, though. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for all the uh, good times uh, you guys have provided you, on social. It's been Do you it's know who amazing. Stifler is? 
Like from American Pie? Yes, yeah. so you know who Stiffer's mom is. Yeah. Okay, so Duffer in our gift exchange gifted me the uh, tickets to Stiffer's mom, a 90s uh, music, what is it? music, music experience, experience. Yeah, yeah. in New York City tomorrow night as yeah. we travel with you guys. So <laughs> wow. I'll let you know great how gift. that's a great gift. So, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Like, that's we're going to awesome. be there tomorrow yeah. night. Good luck tonight. Thank you. It's really terrific to see you back and uh, continued success this year. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Jack doesn't qualify for this, but we will be having our kids take over on January 20th uh, here in the arena. He is just out of the age range, and we want young fans to be a part of the game experience on that January 20th day when the Lightning are in. Roles include, I'm willing to expand these roles to producer, director, EVS operator, lead camera operator, um, building security uh, what else can we do? A snow removal in parking ramps. Um, although that would be tricky. They might not have their license. Right? Yeah, no, that would okay, be very we could, tricky. Okay, we could stick to um, social media editor, yeah. junior reporter, and, um, well, I know there's a lot more, and I know there's a lot PA more opportunity. Announcer? Well, yeah, probably. But yeah. go to sabers.com slash takeover to find out more. So do you know what you um, triggered there in your funny comment which was so many. I trigger so many things. Decades ago. Like Jack Quinn probably rolled his eyes at you. About Marty? When Marty Brodeur. Yeah. He's probably like, who's Marty Brodeur? No, he doesn't. He watches hockey. He I the know, but it, Marty was done when Jack was like a mic. <laughs> like five? Yeah. So anyway, um, and you talked about, that's it. I'm not working out, right? Like Marty? Yeah, I'm done. That's it. I'm not doing it. Guess who managed to sustain a different injury than the one being treated while going through physical therapy the other day. Uh, you did? <laughs> How did that happen? So I was working on my hip, and we started working on something. Like, we started doing a, a thing to help the hip, and I was like, oh, God, this is not good for my back. Oh, <laughs> no. And I walk out of there, I'm no, like, I could, I could, I could totally see, like... You know, you're going to physical therapy to work on your hip, yeah. and then as you walk in, you slam your foot into oh. the side of a corner desk, and you break your toes, and you're yes. like, that, that could happen. That but actually is really funny. When you work on something, and then another part of your body hurts, mm -hmm. that's not good. Yes, it's old age, and that's why I'm excited to see Santa and Mrs. Claus tonight. I finally yeah. get some in my age bracket here at the arena, and uh, I'm looking very much forward to uh, the festivities here tonight. You know what you missed out on yesterday? The festivities. The throwing snowballs? Yes. Yes. As I missed the camera. but uh, That's all yeah. right. It went uh, right by it. I was it, at it's uh, a good shot. our great uh, show at Roswell yesterday, followed by the Sabres annual visit. Yes. And um, honestly, The snowball fight has always been good. It started with rolled up socks. Yes. Into basically a snowball fight. And now I believe they have these custom made soft snowballs yeah. that they're tossing, right? So, yeah, that's what this is. I was um, I was encouraged to actually it. throw it at you, and uh, I oh, chose... this this is a nice one. This would be the really... kids actually didn't know it was coming yesterday, so the players ambushed them at the end after the photo shoot. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, that, that's the way to do it. But no, another you know great initiative, and uh, you know, see if you can hit the camera on the way out here. Darren Dreger is coming know? up next on Sabers Live. Oh man. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Worldwide coverage from the North Pole to the South, where it's infinitely colder, we are told. We have Shohei Biran warming up in the pen. We have Darren Dreger, our hockey insider from TSN, joining us on this game day. It is Sabres Maple Leafs tonight. Hi, Dregs. Happy holidays. How are you? Happy holidays to you guys. I'm doing well, thank you. Looking forward to the meeting that's in front of us, the weekends that are going on, everything, and the break. So uh, one thing I would need to know about, though, Duffer, is like what, what, what's with the Santa hat? I like it. It's just traditionally Santa's hat is red. So unless my computer is off yeah. here and the color has been skewed, that doesn't look <laughs> like red to me. I've had so many variations of the blue and gold one that has been yeah. uh, so graciously handed out by our community relations department every year when we do our <laughs> annual visit to Roswell Park. And then... Nice. The community relations department did me one better the last game as we were starting Winterfest here at Key Bank Center, and they bestowed a beautiful goat head, black and red Santa hat <laughs> that I wore for the entirety of the game. So, Drakes, the real story here is I am chronically cold, so I will take advantage of every opportunity to cheat the system, cover up my head, and stay warm through every single broadcast. Thank you for noticing, though. It's I like a, it. It's a feel-good yep. moment for me. Yes. <laughs> All right, Marty, hit him with the hard stuff. Okay, hit you with the hard stuff. Uh, a lot of goalies are getting hurt around oh. the National Hockey League, and there's got to be some some talk about trades, and Michael Hutchinson now signs with the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Seville is up with the Vegas, Vegas Golden, Golden Knights. Knights. So uh, are we going to see goalie movement anytime soon? I know there's a freeze now, but uh, after the freeze. Yeah. Well, I mean, something has to give, so I want to say yes to that. Uh, I always hate just pure speculation because you, you need to have some substance. I, I checked in with the Montreal Canadiens earlier today because the Canadiens still have that three-goalie rotation going with Montemo, who recently yeah. signed the contract extension. And obviously you have the young Caden Primo and the not-so-young, the experienced Jake Allen. And there was a little chatter with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, my source wouldn't get specific to the teams, but he expects that once the freeze lifts and maybe – Interested GMs, GMs that are at least a little bit intrigued by Caden Primo um, might want to see a yes. bit more of him. Perhaps things heat up as you get uh, <laughs> relatively early into 2024. Beyond that, fellas, yeah, we, it, it's pretty quiet on the goalie. He played front, against the Sabres. Yeah. We want to see Caden Primo more as well. He stopped 46 shots here in <laughs> Buffalo a couple weeks and back, he didn't and, play. He, and he can't get a game. So, oh, man. That's crazy. Well, that's what happens when you've got uh, well, the three-goalie monster, right? And and look at Detroit just had to pick one up. I mean, Detroit was one of those teams that also had three goalies. What The reason we keep talking about the goalies, though, is a pretty obvious reason. You know, I 
you, you look at the relative inexperience in Buffalo, the New Jersey Devils, I'm sure that Tom Fitzgerald, if he had maybe a, a mulligan, a do-over in the summer, I mean, the primary reason why he didn't really deeply engage with Connor Hellebuck in the Winnipeg Jets was because of the sticker shock. You know, we were, were reporting that, oh, Hellebuck is going to need Andre Vasilevsky type of money, and that was just too much for the New Jersey Devils, so they pushed away. But it does feel, um, you know, Fitzgerald isn't acknowledging that there's desperation in, in trying to land a goalie here, but many of his rivals across the National Hockey League are suggesting that the Devils do need to acquire a goalie. Well, it is Akira Schmid against Calvin Pickard between the Edmonton Oilers and the New Jersey <laughs> Devils tonight. Those are two teams that I would think would be in the market, right? Um, Stuart Skinner had a little bit of a success winning games, but the numbers are still not where they need to be. Are the Oilers still interested in acquiring somebody, or are they going to call up Jack Campbell? What's the, what's the goalie situation in Edmonton? Well, I, I think that they have to be open to that conversation. Although, you know, again, you talk to Edmonton and they think that, you know, they they need to potentially upgrade their bottom six up front. Maybe they need another defenseman. I mean, now you're covering all positions if you're trying to acquire a goalie on top of all that. And you've got a $5 million goaltender in Jack Campbell in the American Hockey League. But frankly, they can't recall Jack Campbell. He's not playing well enough to to be rewarded right. with that recall. That's the issue there. And I, I talked about this on Insider Trading on TSN earlier this week because you also have the Philip Broberg situation that continues to, I'll use the word fester, whether it's fair or unfair. He couldn't get into the NHL lineup with the Oilers because they're in win-now mode, yet he's playing 25, 27 minutes you know, with uh, Bakersfield in the American League. So is there a way that Ken Holland can use that piece? This guy was, what was he, eighth overall? I mean, he's a high pick. Um, and, and many believe that he'll be a good NHL defenseman, you know, maybe a top four NHL defenseman. Could Broberg be considered or used as a sweetener to attach to Jack Campbell to get that contract out so that Kenny Holland either gets a, a player that he needs, maybe an upgrade in goal, or at least get some cap space that he can work with as we get closer to the deadline as well. Well, Dregs, with the goalies, and you just, you know, we just mentioned a lot of teams and many of them, like New Jersey, you know, were said to be interested in Gibson, for instance, from Anaheim. But Merzlikin's name comes up. Like Columbus was just here. They had three goalies on the roster. Markstrom, of yep. course, was injured for Calgary. He's back. But, like, Gibson, Merzlikin's, Markstrom all carry that similar type of cap hit. Do we realistically yep. think any of those guys are going to move in season? And because this is Sabres Live and the Sabres are in the situation that they're in right now, have you heard anything as to whether Buffalo is looking at alleviating their three-goalie situation? Not specifically. In fact, when I checked in with Buffalo, you know, all quiet. But that's not to say that, that Kevin Adams isn't making those, you know, uh, gestures or at least having those conversations. We know that he's, he's often involved in a little bit of everything. And it's also a time of year where um, – Teams have their scouting meetings, be it NHL, uh, sorry, pro or amateur, and, and they, they do that just as, a, as an update. So I would think that Kevin Adams absolutely is considering the possibilities that may exist out there. But it, it's still relatively early. And the other thing, you know, Duffer, when I look at the goalies that you've mentioned, 
those guys have some form of trade protection, right? Which right. Yeah. doesn't always necessarily gum it up or stop it in its tracks, but in certain situations, mm-hmm. it can stop it in its tracks. I was told this morning, keep a real close eye on, on Calgary. And I don't know that it's related to, to Markstrom in that group. I mean, we can all look at, you know, the depending on restricted free agents and can appreciate what Craig Conroy may or may not do there with those pieces on the trade block. But I was told by another GM this morning that really the only team that looks to be the most active moving forward is Calgary. So if they're selling off those pieces, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're Jacob Markstrom, do you want to hang in there for the next couple of years if they're going through a retool? If you're Nazem Kadri, do you want to hang in there if you're going? Like, tough contracts. Certainly Kadri's contract might be a little apprehensive in season, maybe better off in the off season. But I can't dismiss that possibility when I'm looking at an experienced goalie like that. Uh, it is Christmas season, which means the World Juniors, which mean 18- and 19-year-old players. There is a bunch in the National Hockey League. We all know Connor Bedard. Uh, we saw Adam Fentilli here with Columbus the other night. He looked good. We have Zach Benson here. The uh, Anaheim Docs have Leo Carlson, second overall last summer. And they had what they called the Leo plan, which is, well, you can't play every game. But, I mean, why be in the NHL if you, you know, can't play every game? So, they're going to change that Leo plan a little bit in Anaheim with uh, Leo Carlson? Yeah, it sounds like it. Pierre Lebrun was talking about this earlier this week as well. And I, I, I think it's just giving him more responsibility because they feel like he's perhaps ready to take that next step. I mean, this kid looks like he is going to be a legit player at this stage. But I look, I, I like the approach by the Anaheim Ducks, whether it's with Leo Carlson or some of their other younger pieces you know, when we talk about rebuilds in the NHL, people don't realize how long it takes. Well, you guys do. Buffalo people understand how long That was nasty. A rebuild that was takes. mean, Dregs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Detroit Red Wings fans, yeah, they, they know what a rebuild's all about. Um, I don't feel like Buffalo wants any part of having to go through that again anytime soon. But in Anaheim... They're slowly coming out of it, but they're not out of it yet. And they know that they still have probably a year, maybe two. So why wouldn't you be super careful, but then reward a kid like Leo Carlson when you feel like he can handle more? We're already in the NHL, fellas, talking about load management with with certain <laughs> young players. Load management. Like Matt Potter plays nah. for the, the Boston Bruins. Now he's he's with Team Canada in Sweden getting ready for the World Junior Championship. But that was a big part of, of planning around him over the last month or so was load management. You know? So maybe that's what the Ducks have done with Leo Carlson to this point. So he's picking up points, but the victories <laughs> are hard to come by. Pat Kane mm. and the Red Wings, they are 1-6-1 and one since he joined. It's not about Kane. I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek here as far as, you know, him being there and their lack of success. But might there be a little bit of concern going on in Detroit as to what has happened here in this stretch? Because up until it, they were obviously progressing very well, and many people were thinking, geez, they're a a step ahead here. Yeah, I I mean, the numbers are what they are. Uh, I feel like it's coincidental, and I think that you – prefaced it perfectly by saying this isn't about Patty Kane. Um, 
but now I, you know, I look at three teams in the East and, and we're seeing a video of the Detroit Red Wings. So you look at Detroit and the fact that they've sagged. I, I think it was somewhat predictable, but maybe not as significant as it's been over the last seven, eight games. Uh, we look at Buffalo, obviously deep disappointment in Buffalo. Everybody thought that the Buffalo Sabres were, you know, more or less ready to, to take that next step. And then obviously you have to look at the Ottawa Senators. So they're, Three teams that I think all of us felt were potentially going to contend for a playoff spot, right? Um, I still feel like Detroit is the closest of the three. I think that Detroit is going to, to find a way to, to get some of this back. But if we can be specific to Patrick Kane, this is what some clubs were worrying about. You know, and look, I mean, he, he was getting points with the New York Rangers when he could barely skate because of the pain and the mm-hmm. issues that he had, right? So how much of this is going to influence what the Red Wings want to do with Pat Kane after this season or what other teams may have interest in Patrick Kane at the end of the season? Because he obviously had other options and probably had two-year, maybe three-year options outside of Detroit. Wow. Um, you mentioned the Ottawa Senators. Uh, this or that, Dregs, is the next Ottawa Senators general manager in the organization right now, yes yeah. or no, this or that? Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I I mean, that's the way it looks in Ryan Bonus. That's who you're talking about here, Marty, obviously. And I go back to a conversation that I had with Steve Stales probably a, a month or so ago. You know, it might have been a bit longer than that. It was probably around the time where Pierre Dorian got let go as general manager. Um, and, and, you know, Stales was pretty transparent with everyone at that point. He just said he he wanted to take his time to get to know all the hockey operations people because he felt like there were good, talented, if not GM candidates, just talented hockey people that needed more responsibility. And certainly Ryan Bonus was part of that. It it does feel like if Stales was going to hold on to the position of GM, he would have done that by now. Uh, I know that he was sitting in in hockey operations meetings as a GM, like, you know, special teams meetings, things like that. Uh, so it, it it does seem likely that they hire within or we'd hear more about some of the candidates that they're talking to. That stuff never stays under the radar. But I'll tell you this, and it's related to the coaching. You know, it doesn't seem like they're they're going to do anything. They'll keep Jacques Martin as the interim coach with Danny Alfredson there to help him out until the end of the season. But a few guys that I've talked to who you would think would be candidates for that job as head coach of the Ottawa Senators, they're apprehensive. They like to look at that team in terms of, of what they've got um, and the upside of where they might be in a year or two. But you've got to you've got to nail down that position. Who's the general manager? Mm-hmm. Experienced coaches don't want to go into a situation where, you know, hockey operations isn't complete. So it's going to be an area that uh, Stales will address. Well, following Marty's dis or dat, uh, we end with this one. Uh, Dreg's dis or dat. What's colder, the Arctic or Antarctica? Jeez, I don't know. I, the Arctic. <laughs> It's a 50-50 question. No, it is the South Pole. It's the South Pole, Dregs. Uh, it is way colder down in the South Pole than it is at the North Pole. That's why Santa oh. has made his home the North Pole, because it is not as cold up there. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, now, now that you've explained it that way, related to Santa, it makes perfect sense. 
Yes. Hey, and it's a quicker trip from the North Pole to here than it would be from the South Pole, which is why Santa and Mrs. Claus are here at the concourse tonight as part of Winterfest. Dregs, Merry Christmas. Awesome. Happy holidays. Thank you for everything, as always. We'll see you soon. Yeah, you bet, fellas. Happy holidays to you. And in the meantime, have a great weekend. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. I got to stop wearing these hats every time I look at our monitor in the Zoom. I think I am Santa Claus. I'm looking very old these days. And I'm also feeling very guilty, Marty. Okay. Do you know what happened two days ago that I did not address? That was Wednesday? Yeah. No, uh, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, I mean. Yeah, it's I Thursday know. today. Thank yep, you. Yep. It was Will Borgen's birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, he's uh, Seattle Kraken. We don't talk about the other team's players. Well, well I'll talk about them forever. Um, but, You know anyway. whose birthday it is today? Samuel L. Jackson, oh. who's 75. Can you imagine? Yes. He's 75 years old. Oh, well, this Paul is a Fiction. wonderful transition. Okay, so that leads us into, because Santa and Mrs. Claus are here tonight, yes. famous clauses. Oh, boy. Go. Uh, no movement clause. Yes. No trade clause. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know. Claus mine. Lead singer of the Scorpions, okay. also 75 years of age, first concert I ever saw, and he is five foot six of rock and roll legendary status. Scorpions? Scorpions, baby. So, uh, Winds of Change? Winds of, well, yes. That became like a, I don't know, they were probably in their third or fourth decade by the time that song evolved okay. as a hit for them, but yeah. I didn't, well, by the time I landed on the Scorpions, huh? do you want me to whistle it? Save it for tonight. Oh, War- warm up. To, yeah, we need winds of change tonight, so that's good. See? Look at you. This is amazing that you were able to pull that one out of your I Santa hat, um, non-Santa hat, my Santa hat. Yes. Um, yes. So by the time I discovered the Scorpions in the early '80s, they already had like volumes one and two of their greatest hits. <laughs> And then, of course, they hit with Blackout and then Rocky Like a Hurricane and all the rest. And then yeah. Winds of Change comes like a decade later and on and on it goes. But, yes, when I think of Klaus, I think of Klaus Mana, who is the lead singer. I, I couldn't believe he was 75. That's I was like, he's got to be 86 by now. He has to be. But, anyway, here we are. So Okay, well, you know what? Just to that. give George in our control room some credit for this one. You mean the guy you shout out every single night when we're I, doing he's yeah. my He's my go-to with the video replays and everything. Mm-hmm. A deferred payment clause after Shawnee Otani. <laughs> took that in L.A. and then signed with George's favorite team, which is the Blue Jays. You can no longer defer commentary. What are you saying about tonight's matchup, Buffalo-Toronto? Uh, it's not about the X's and O's. Just play hard and, and really, like, play smart. Like, that's that's all it comes down to in this game against the Leafs. If I gave you a Christmas card, it would have X's and O's on it, too. We'll see you tonight. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.